0: Today on the Scott Bradley Show on 900 CHML.
1: Not only is it the Friday long weekend of a Canada Day long weekend, but it is the last day of school. It's the first day of a heat wave. What else do you need? Well, I'll tell you what else you need. A voice from the past here on 900 CHML. She worked here for, I'm not even sure how many years. 11 years. 11 years, Jen Watson, worked here (laughs) until... uh, exploring a new adventure recently, but we thought we'd bring yeah. her back for the brightest conversation Hamilton Radio. Thanks for coming in.
2: Thanks for having me. That's fun.
1: Thrilled to have you back. You miss yeah. it?
2: I do, yeah, of course. I miss the people and everything else. Except for else Ted Michaels. And, well, I mean, he got a really big hug. I got a big hug back, so you know.
1: All right. So there's I no guess, hard feelings. No,
2: of course not. <laughs> you, can't, you can't. There's never hard feelings with Ted.
1: All but. right. By the way, do you remember, because you're, uh, you're not an old woman, you've got kids, though, now who Thank are you. before... School. Are they in school yet, either of them? My
2: daughter will be starting in September.
1: Look, so you're not there yet. But do you remember your last days of school when you were a kid? Oh,
2: yeah. Yeah, but I think yesterday was the last day of school.
1: Well, some of them were today, some of them were yesterday. Yeah, apparently. There was not a better day on the calendar, was there? Oh,
2: yeah. And, you know, I was actually thinking about it. I remember it was always a big thing, the shaving cream and egg fights. Did you guys ever do that? Okay, so this was a big thing in my elementary school. I went to uh, WH Ballard down in the East End and... I watched my brother my sister and all their friends do it ahead of us. And then my friends started doing it too. But yeah, you, he- sneak in some shaving cream or some eggs and then have a big fight on the like friendly fight on the playground or walking on the way home through the neighborhood and yeah there was trails of shaving cream everywhere egg splatches everywhere and but then the teachers got wise to it and they would check our lockers and you know confiscate everything today they kind of would be suspended
1: you would be probably having the police called in for vandalism but we
2: were and but we were just throwing it at actually i don't know did i ever get involved Probably, but it was just at each other. It I was know. never at people's cars or houses. But I mean, if you
1: ever winged another kid with an egg today at school, <laughs> there would be thing about violence on campus. You would have. Well,
2: we were off off school probably. Uh, no, I know you're right, but yeah, times that's what have we changed.
1: Did. Well, yeah, we. I mean, silly string. I guess. I'm trying to like. All, all I know is that the teachers the last couple days, or certainly the last day of school. The teachers had already checked out. Oh, for sure. You Probably were watching, a week ago. You were watching movies and eating popsicles. And, like, <laughs> that was
2: the best, always leading up to that. Yeah, you're just, you're done and- You're just riding it out till that final bell.
1: You know, you're, you're wondering why the students in places like Japan have surged past North Americans (laughs) on the education. This is why, because basically, you know, a week or two before the end of school, we're just, you're watching whatever old movie, Wizard of Oz back then or whatever. And Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Charlie and the Chocolate There was Mm -hmm. nothing going on.
2: The lights out because there was no air conditioning. So it was dark. The curtains were closed. I mean, yeah. Imagine how hot it is in there, right? You can't learn anything.
1: I suppose. Well, maybe you could. I but. suppose. Well, they're not really testing that theory. They're not going to try and <laughs> see if you can learn anything the last few days before school. And then you have now, probably, and you know, maybe I'm being over the top, maybe I'm being cynical here, but now they will probably won't even let kids outside the last few days because it was too hot. Some kid may get overheated or... Yeah, well... We tend to be a little... Um,
2: Protectionist or protection?
1: Yeah, protected? bubble wrapping. Yeah, bubble wrapping yep. of our kids. I, 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 wish we could go back to the days of the eggs and shave. Even though I didn't do that, but the eggs yeah. and shaving cream sounds great. Mm-hmm. Let's have a food fight. Yeah. with I mean,
2: get outside, get out the hose, and there you go. That's. What, I don't have a pool, so my. So I get. Well, I've got like a little turtle pool for my kids, but no, we got a slip and slide. We got the hose, and
1: just don't let them drink out of the hose if they get lead poisoning. No, there.
2: my kids, my. I can't, I can't stop. <laughs> like I guess I can, but whatever. I did it. I survived. I let my kids do it. <laughs>
1: You know, and the other thing about summer then of the things we can't do anymore was driving. Now, we never had this, but I had a friend who did, and I was always wildly envious, is soon after school would end, they would go up north to their cottage or whatever, mm-hmm. and they had the station wagon with the seat that faced backwards out the back window. Oh, really? Now, uh, there's no chance you would ever be allowed no. to have a car like that. To be safety a station issues. station
2: wagon like that? I think I remember it like... My cousin had a van. My cousins had a van like that, or my aunt and uncle. But and we had a station wagon, but we didn't have the extra seat. The so one that faces the back. No, but we always. So there was like the three of us. So it was literally like my brother. I was always in the middle. My sister and was just crammed right in there,
1: fighting for space. He's yeah. on my side.
2: Yeah, and You're and some- yeah, and we didn't have a cottage to go to, but you know we would camp or whatever, do like a day trip. And no, we were just three across the back, smushed right in. No air conditioning. No, and my metal wife- seat belts. That would like burn. Burn, yes. Or like, and like the leather seats that would, they had like those little round, I don't know, the pattern. yes. And would leave it like a mark on your skin and the metal slides going down at the parks. And when you would go to
1: get out of the car in that heat, you'd go, as you pulled up (laughs) off the, (laughs) Yeah, my wife will tell the story of, uh, she remembers driving and you could lie in the back window on the. In the back, like right under the window on the ledge thing there in the, in there, in the what? car. In the uh, In the car, just at the back seat where the speakers would be oh, now. Oh, yeah, yeah. But they were huge. And so you would just lie back there and <laughs> drive and say, ha, while, while mom or dad was smoking. And yep.
2: I remember driving in the back, riding in the back of my friend's parents' pickup truck. And they had um, like the, is it the cap that goes on the back. Yeah. So we were just literally like we were coming home from her trailer and we were in the back of there and her parents were in the front and that was it drove all the way home
1: we've all survived somehow i mean i'm not
2: saying that i would do let my kids do that not
1: now no not now but now you wouldn't let them take eggs and shaving cream to school (laughs) for the last day because they'd probably get expelled (laughs) (laughs) anyway
0: you're listening to the scott radley show podcast on 900 chml
1: we are um when we're talking about canada day we are a kind people a civil people generally at least that's what we're known for we are a dignified and generally nice group of people who show respect. I mean, that's at least our reputation. But should that be enshrined in some kind of law? And the reason I bring that up is because this week at council here in Hamilton, there was discussion about a new rule of procedure that is being discussed that would allow councillors somehow, I'm not sure who, if it could be anybody, but that if you... Show, if you speak disrespectfully about a council decision or a committee decision that you can be booted out of that meeting. This is what they are proposing down at City hall. And as talking with Jen Watson here is the brightest conversation in Hamilton radio this friday. i'm i'm I don't get it. I don't get it, and I'm uncomfortable <laughs> with it, to be honest.
2: Well, yeah, I mean, who decides, first of all, who's deciding? And what, what constitutes disrespect? Well, what that's you, not defined. Right. But you're saying that you can't disagree? Well, because that's not very democratic. You have to be able to disagree. Well, why Why else do we have a council table to have discussion about something? That does, I don't Yeah.
1: Know. It, it, it is a... Look, I, I'm with the general concept, and we talked about it earlier this week. If you show up at a council meeting with an air horn and right. as they are trying to talk blah, okay you know what that's that's yeah, get out. that's something that is but if someone makes a council decision and you go and, and you're disrespectful of that or you're in the discussion with them and you're like that's going to be a stupid whatever the however you say it i don't want council to have this hammer That they can bring down that says you got to get out of here.
2: And what's the and and then this is for the general public or for fellow counselors to?
1: Well, that's what we talked about. There's a lot of disrespect that goes on, and we've got lots of lots of examples of it with counselor to counselor. So
2: why why are you going to kick out the general public? Like uh, of all people, those are the people we have the right to know what you're deciding on behalf of us and for us.
1: Agreed. So what I asked earlier this week is if you put a rule like this in place. Does the same rule apply for the councilor? So could so when back in May, when councilor then councilor Donna Skelly tweeted something out, or apparently spoke to someone about the LRT, and the mayor sent out a tweet that was quite insulting. Yep. Could we have city hall council? vote or security or whatever, escort the mayor out because he was disrespecting another counselor, that's not going to happen. But what's
2: the point of this? Like, what's the whole point of the, this rule? Who, who, and who's putting it forward? I should know we, this, we, but- No, we don't know. We don't know.
1: We don't know, and- Well,
2: well how, do, how, how do we not
1: know? It, well, it came forward. I'm not sure. There's oh. been no, I was not at council when this came up. There's been no reporting that I've been able to find yet and nothing that says who, I, don't, I think this may have been a staff report that they're going to vote on, so it wouldn't necessarily be a councillor oh, who's proposed. it. Okay, okay. I'm not really sure. But again, your point is why would this be necessary? They're already in this city and you will learn this when your kids get older and they start playing in sports and doing other things, Mm -hmm. there already are zero tolerance rules at municipal buildings. If you're in an arena and you are abusing the referee, verbally Mm -hmm. abusing the ref, there are rules that would have you escorted out of that arena. Right. So that already exists, and if it exists at arenas and exists at soccer fields and baseball diamonds, surely it exists in city council. That if you are... Firing obscenities at the mayor of during course, the meeting, or yeah. But but we're, that's 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 the logical. That's the understood. Right. We all get that. Mm-hmm. This seems to be something. It seems to be anyway something different that is specific to council that they deserve a specific protection against disrespect.
2: Hmm. Yeah. No. I. The, you need more. You need more information. This doesn't make sense. You need more.
1: Like, I'm all for civility. For sure. We all are. We're all, I mean, there's a, there's a ton of stuff going on in our world that we could all use a little more civility on every side of the political spectrum. But to put a rule in that in some sort of non-defined way allows someone to do something because of something <laughs> that no one really can. It, and like, why
2: it, are we wasting, why are we spending time on this? Do, do they not have other things, more pressing Things to decide upon and, you know.
1: Now, probably not.
2: Accomplish well. As we okay. head into
1: the summer, it's probably the perfect, well, it's the perfect time and it's not the perfect time. It's nobody's the perfect,
2: paying attention?
1: It's the perfect time because nobody's paying attention. It's not the perfect time because we're going into an election and I don't know that this is what you want people remembering as they head to the polls to go, yeah, the councillors who were in place, this is what they were worried about is... Getting your
2: being polite.
1: Well, getting your respect, not necessarily by earning it, but by demanding it. That's that to me is the part of this. Right, right. I, I have immense respect for most. For first of all, I have immense respect for anybody who puts themselves up to run for election. Mm-hmm. And n- despite the fact that w- council gets pooped on a lot for stuff, by and large, you know what? I I, I do it's believe probably a tough job. It's a tough job, yeah. and I do believe that they are. For the most part, almost every time doing stuff for the reasons that they truly believe are the right reasons, whether we disagree or not. Right.
2: They, in their view, it's in the best interest of their constituents or the city. And we
1: may disagree, Right. but that's fine. I believe that they are there, almost every single person is there for reasons that are genuine. Mm -hmm. But I don't believe that the way to enforce that is by saying, because of that, you must respect me. You have to respect me. No, no. I will respect you by your actions and by showing that you are respectable.
0: You're listening to the Scott Radley Show podcast on 900 CHML.
1: We have been chatting about this procedural, I don't know if it's a bylaw, procedural yeah, rule. Yeah, that's what
2: I'm reading. It's a, it's a bylaw. Okay, that is
1: <laughs> that there's being discussed about requiring decorum, I guess, to some degree in council meetings, that if you disrespect council decisions, you could be booted out of the meeting that is happening. And the issue I have, I guess, with this is twofold. As we mentioned before the break, one is that there are already rules in public buildings that you cannot do stuff that would be way over the top, abusive, offensive, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And B, I don't know that demanding respect or decorum or those kind of things ever gets you very far. It's something that you earn, something you show that should be done. And you know what, Jen, if you are counsel and you are doing your job, and again, this is not a dump on council thing. Most of the time they are working very hard and do it. If you stand up there and start screaming from the gallery at them, the people around you are going to say, shut up and sit down.
2: Yeah, for sure. I mean, and you know, but you have to be able to criticize your government and there's, and from what I've been reading too, like it's, it's the a committee that's the accountability and transparency committee is proposing to amend this bylaw. So... I don't even think that any specific counselor, like you said, has, has, I don't think anybody has brought it forward per se. It's just a committee that is is proposing to amend it. So I guess they're going to make some drafts and, and before, before council even votes on it, but.
1: And again, if you have, there already are in place.
2: Yeah. What's things the point? that, so,
1: so let's say somebody stood up and uh, used a racial or gender or something epithet against the person that already exists that they could be removed because it's offensive it's over the it, it's against the procedural rules, whatever else yeah. I don't and, and if it's not that, if it is something that's less than that but still disrespectful, I mean should counsel not just say you know what I, I I'm gonna wear it. I, it water off a duck's back. I hear lots of stuff thick skin
2: yeah if I it's mean, not
1: offensive,
2: yeah, and if you're not infringing on somebody else's, you know, rights or whatever, like you said, you know, with, as long as it's not, you know, against any religious or racist or sexist type of comment, then I mean,
1: so if someone stands up in council and the council makes a decision, and let's let's go to one that is thrown around there often now, e- even though it probably is offensive to many people, but it's thrown around often and has become part of the discussion, and a councillor makes a decision, and someone in the meeting, uh, a member of public goes, "You're a Nazi." <laughs> Listen, we get we get that all the time. What's that? There's a rule now online that within like six, it's like the I six degrees know. of separation. But it's that within a certain number of posts, someone will refer to someone as Hitler. Oh wow! All right, there's a, there's a whole. It's a, it's a, a
2: well. I mean, it, Trump is referred to as Godwin's Hitler law. Thank all you. Yeah,
1: Godwin's law that within a certain number of posts on any kind of topic, somebody will refer to someone as being Hitler esque. Right. Or a Nazi. So someone throws that out there. And again, I mean, I think we've completely forgotten what Nazism really was because mm-hmm. it's now become this word we use all the time. But let's say someone calls someone a Nazi. Is that enough that they should be kicked out of the meeting? Or do you just say, dude, sit down, all right? Yeah. See, to me, that's it. You, If you're a counselor, you you've been elected, you are a politician, unless it's so offensive that it offends the public consciousness as well as you, let it go.
2: Yeah, I mean, and people—you're not you're, people aren't going to agree with you all the time, and you, they have to be able to disagree. And it, the way in which they express it—I mean, like you said, there's already rules in place, and it was saying in what is it, you know, unparliamentary language. So, I mean, obviously, you don't want to be swearing or whatever. And I I can see that, like you said, there's decorum that's expected, but I mean, uh, it has to be a little bit more defined. But I, I come think, back to my, my first this.
1: question, Jen: Should this then? does the rule, it's unclear, does the rule also apply to councillors pointed to councillors? Oh, I
2: think it should. If yeah. you say
1: something disrespectful to another councillor, should you be escorted out of that meeting?
2: Well, I mean, if you're going to do that to the general public, then...
1: But nobody is going to tell the councillor because then you're. we don't have our representation. But blah, blah, blah. no one, that's never going to happen. Right. Again, unless a councillor says something so over the top and so offensive and so egregious, it's never going to happen. So if you're not going to do it to your fellow counselors, you shouldn't be... I don't think you should be trying to pass this thing off to the members of the public. Let it go. Be a grown-up.
2: But I mean, and again, though, like what they have to... uh, Yeah, they have to define what constitutes disrespect. And I mean, and we can, we can think of some things, right? We already have, have, have outlined that, but like us said, there's already rules member? in place. Do you
1: have to have but, a staff member then sitting there as the judge or the jury right. to say, okay, that actually qualifies. So you must now, exactly. because are all counselors going to sit there now thinking as they're doing this meeting, not about what they're discussing, but whether or not that qualifies as disrespectful. And anyway, you know what, we're coming up to an election. Let this one go, let it slide. Don't change it. Yeah. Carry on. If someone calls you something that is an N-word or someone else, you can get rid of them. That's fine. Yeah. Otherwise, whatever. Bigger for fish to fry, Bigger right? fish to
0: fry, for sure. You're listening to the Scott Radley Show podcast on 900 CHML.
1: So there was a story that came out uh, either late last week or early this week, and it was a story of an old story. It's a, it's a someone discovered something In Frank Magazine, which is a Canadian public affairs magazine, used to be more satirical and whatever. But anyway, they found an 18-year-old editorial from 2000 that was written by the Creston Valley Advance, which is a local British Columbia paper. And this is, uh, the, the editorial was about, it was from August 2000. Our prime minister, who was not in politics at the time, Justin Trudeau, was at the uh, a kokanee music festival and in the editorial he was criticized stingingly for reportedly touching one of the paper's female reporters they use the words groped and in the editorial and inappropriate handling at the Kokanee Summit. Now, Trudeau, according to this, apologized a day late. This is from McLean's I'm reading now. Trudeau apologized a day late to the unnamed journalist, the editorial stated, who was also reporting for the National Post and Vancouver Sun. Trudeau is quoted, and again, I'm still reading from McLean's. Trudeau is quoted, I'm sorry, if I'd known you were reporting for a national paper, I would never have been so forward. Trudeau's response, words he's never disputed, on and on and on. So, what we've got here is an editorial from 18 years ago, that is now coming to light again that Justin Trudeau may have, according to this woman, groped and inappropriately touched her at a music festival. So the question becomes, to me and to a lot of other people who are looking at this now, we live in a time when this same person, Justin Trudeau, has said very clearly, if a woman makes an allegation of any kind of sexual misbehavior, she is to be believed. Mm-hmm. They, women don't make this stuff up. If they say it, it happened And he has, with MPs in his caucus, kicked MPs out of his caucus for behavior that was less egregious than what is described here. Mm -hmm. And yet many people have never even heard this story. For some reason, it's not being widely reported. And no one, it seems, or very few people are saying that Justin Trudeau should pay the price that other people in the Me Too movement... I've had to pay. Why? Why are some guys, some men, basically required to fall on their sword and have their reputations, their families, their careers ruined by an allegation, and others, nothing?
2: Well, yeah, that that shouldn't happen at all. But I mean, I guess, you know, people are going to say, well, the more powerful you are, the more...
1: Bill Cosby was pretty powerful.
2: Yeah. But I mean, there's so many... There's so many issues I have with this, like who's digging stuff up? Why now? I mean, and I guess it doesn't matter, you know, how long ago it was. It doesn't. But, you know, and again, if there was an offense, why, 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 why are people reporting it in the media and not taking it to the proper authorities at
1: the time? The answer, I think, and, and I'm, I'm interpreting here. The, why now is because this magazine just discovered this editorial. So I don't think they, from what I understand... The satirical
2: they, magazine? Well, Frank,
1: which is now, it's not so much that anymore. It's, it's okay. a public affairs, okay. Parliament Hill kind of okay. thing. So I, I don't think they've been sitting on this thing for 18 years. I think they discovered this now. Okay. And in the context of our current situation where Look, Bill Cosby's offenses were how many years ago? It's right. not they didn't just happen. No,
2: no, and that doesn't matter. And that at so all. so
1: yes, yeah, so there's not there's not a statute of limitations on no. this and you have one of the leading champions, the feminist prime minister, feminist prime minister who yep. has been the most vigorous or one of the most vigorous in arguing that women are to be believed regardless and why did the woman not go, well, I don't know if 18 years ago for this kind of thing, it was, I mean, even 18 years, did you always go to the police or did you just say, oh, well. it, it
2: No, it, I mean, and, to, and and I'm not I'm not trying to diminish anything no, no. because you know what? Like, if you're at a music festival, it happens. I was at a Metallica show last summer and I'm walking back to my seat with my husband in front of me and somebody gooses, like grabs my butt. And I turn around, I give the dirtiest look. I couldn't see who it was, but I mean that stuff and i'm not saying it's it's okay and it should happen it shouldn't and if i would have seen who did it he would have got a punch in the mouth and then jay would have been like oh man now i'm gonna get into a fight or whatever right but no <laughs> no and I but that's what i'm saying it, you know that's that kind of stuff does happen at you know music festivals and no you don't go to the police you know when that kind of thing happens and again i'm not saying that it should be excused by any means like no guy should be doing that you should be keeping your hands to yourself and if this is yeah, like he said, the the feminist prime minister he should he should make a statement and he should own it if in fact this is what happened.
1: Well, the, and as I say, there are MP there's MPs in his caucus who he has I don't know if the right phrase is thrown to the wolves, but made right. it very clear that they are going to pay a price for this. So what should happen here?
0: You're listening to the Scott Radley Show podcast on 900 CHML.
1: Brian's Conversation, Hamilton Radio. We're chatting about what some places in the media are now referring to as the Kokanee grope. So the story is that back in 2000, before he was in politics, now Prime Minister Justin Trudeau was at a music festival in Kokanee, B.C. And according to what was written, groped or inappropriately handled a reporter who was working for the local paper and... The National Post. Now, they a number of media outlets have asked the Prime Minister's office for a comment on this. And what they have received, and they've all got either the exact same wording or very close, is the Prime Minister remembers being in Creston for the Avalanche Foundation, but doesn't think he had any negative interactions there, which is a non denial, denial, non anything if you were the prime maybe they're minister just trying
2: to buy some time to dig a little deeper and you, figure out so you i don't could, know
1: well if you're the prime minister it's either this did not happen right. i may, i never touched a woman inappropriately
2: or maybe he doesn't remember
1: <laughs> or he was so but but if even if he was bombed even yeah. if he'd had 15 pints of beer and was out of his mind is that a defense that he would allow people in this country and in his caucus to use for oh, inappropriate behavior not. against a woman no no so he finds himself now and now let me jump back to McLean's magazine. McLean's is not a right-wing, anti-Trudeau bashing publication. Um, the problem, of course, is that any admission, this is what they write, on the prime minister's part, would subject him to the high standards of behavior he demands from others. The fact he refuses to make himself accountable to those very standards is why is the, why the quote, kokanee grope matters. Two things here, mm-hmm. uh, Jen. First of all, he is kind of with his ad- adamant and... Uh, rigid rules for other people Mm -hmm. painted himself into a bit of a box here. Has he not?
2: Oh, I would say so too. Yeah. I mean, you're going to, if you're going to hold other people to a certain standard, you have to hold yourself to the same. And before you go out making these statements about, you know, you, you need to make sure that your record is clean too, right? If you're going to take a very bold stance on something because. If it's going to come back, it could come back towards you, and then you have to stand up and, and face the music like you've made other people do.
1: And see, what we don't know is we don't know if this actually happened or not. This is an right. editorial that was written 18 years ago. There's no, re- It wasn't suddenly now written apparently to embarrass no. him, but it was written 18 years ago right at the time. There is a ring of truth to it, but we don't know if it's true or not. The problem he faces is his position has been very clear all along. You must believe women when they make allegations. Mm-hmm. Well, if that's the case and if you've held others to the standard that women have made allegations and therefore you must be kicked out of caucus, you must be ex- made public, You yeah. then you must do the same for yourself. Let but step down. let me go to the second part that I touched on before. Uh, you've got this case that has received very little coverage in a lot of corners. Bill Clinton, who is the, by most people's definition, the picture of what the Me Too powerful thing is mm-hmm. he's still one of the most popular speakers on the lucrative speaking tour around the world how come some people apparently are subject to these rules that they put in place and then others can not have to face any of the music
2: i don't know maybe clinton's just too charming i don't know i don't get it either <laughs> i don't know i don't i don't understand how that can so if the guy the double standard but i mean they so if the guy at metallica
1: the had who had grabbed your butt was really yeah. charming no
2: I don't care. He gets away with it? No, he gets a punch in the mouth. And I I had an idea who it was because he had a stupid look on his face. But, you know, I just wanted to see my favorite band. That's all. (laughs) No. (laughs) Uh,
1: See, here's here's where things become very difficult now in, in a lot of other ways. Is that the next time our feminist prime minister calls someone out for their behavior, where's his credibility on this? Right. And so, he really now can't do it. He's only got two options. Either, yes, I did something and I'm very sorry and I was young and stupid and drunk and blah, blah, blah. But all of his credibility as the feminist guy, the defender of women, would seem to be whittled down. Right. Or you absolutely deny it. And then you're saying, yeah, but everything I said before that says you must believe women, I don't really believe that. I right. was saying it for other people. He's kind of, What's yeah. the third option? I don't know if there is one.
2: I don't know. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like you said, he's painted himself into a corner, right? Or a box, whatever, you know. I don't know. It'd be interesting to see if this gets any further, gets any more traction, if he actually comes out and makes a statement.
1: Well, and the other part about this that I I find somewhat distressing and somewhat frustrating, I'll be honest, is we live in a time with very polarized political views. As Andrew Dreschel wrote in the spec this week when he Mm -hmm. touched on this there are some media outlets, including ones that are heavily funded by the government, who have ignored this story. Really? You're telling me that if this was... You can't. You can't do that. You're telling me that if this was Andrew Scheer, the leader of the federal conservatives, Mm -hmm. that this story would not have received, or if this was the head of the federal NDP or the federal Green Party, you can't protect someone because you agree with their politics. That's the entire... Problem with this whole Me Too thing, or at least what some people see, is that it is a targeted thing. That right. we let some people off the hook if we like their beliefs, like their philosophy, like their politics. But if we disagree with you, you are going down. Yeah. If it's going to be something that we are going to really fix.
2: Yeah. But I mean, but th- I don't think that's the place for the media either to pick sides and decide that.
1: Let it it get out there and figure it out. You're
2: not supposed to pick sides. You're supposed to just put it all out there and let
0: people decide.
1: If we're going to get rid of this behavior towards women, you can't be allowing free passes to some people and not to others.
0: That's right. You're listening to the Scott Radley Show podcast on 900 CHML.
1: Term limits for city councillors. Uh Would you be on on board if the Conservatives said, you know what, we've been hearing from the people, and though this was not something we ran on, but we are going to bring forward the concept of term limits for city councillors. And maybe not two, not like a U.S. president, but we're going to put a limit of four. I mean, that still gives you 15, 16 years in office. We're going to give you four, three terms, and then you must vacate your seat to get some fresh blood in there because we know in municipal politics, Jen, if you've got name recognition, you never get voted out.
2: Oh, it's true. It's true. And you know what? I think I think term limits are a good idea probably in any level of government, right? I but mean, they're not
1: going to do it to themselves. Well,
2: and that's what I was just about to say. And they have no- If you want to impose it on another level of government, why not yourself? Because the uh, province, it, it's, it's all a cycle, right? You know, you had 15 years of liberal. Before that, it was- 10, 12 years of conservative and like in same thing federally too.
1: And you know, the funny part is- People just
2: get sick of it and then they've had enough and then, okay, let's switch.
1: The funny part is that if you did have term limits, we may still have a liberal government, right? Because a big reason why the liberals lost in Ontario was because Kathleen Wynne was horribly unpopular. But Mm -hmm. if there were term limits and she had had to vacate that seat- and a bunch of the unpopular liberals who had been in power for all these years could not run again, they may well have won the next election. They mm. may just have won this one. if Because if, now you're not voting on Kathleen Wynne and her record, you're voting on who the new person the new, is.
0: The
2: new people, right. It could
1: have been very advantageous for them to put that forward for themselves. I itself. don't know.
2: I, I think, uh, yeah, she wasn't she wasn't well liked, but I think it was a liberal thing in general. I mean...
1: But what about the idea, though? What about the idea of saying, because the province has the Municipal Affairs Minister, this is something that they could oversee to, I don't know if it would stand up to a court challenge, let's be honest, but to put it forward and say we're going to put in a a law that says that there are municipal term limits. What would you think? Would people go for that?
2: Well, I think some people would for sure. And then, I mean, obviously there's people who never like change. And I think that they're the people that, you know, are probably happy with their councillor if, you know, they always get what they... They want when they call or you know if they feel like they're being well represented and their riding is getting what they need but yeah it always just seems like it's this yeah I think it's I think it's good to have some fresh faces and some fresh blood and it. I don't think it could be a bad thing
1: you're absolutely right about some counselors who have done exceptional jobs with their constituents mm-hmm. and there's no question we hear names in Hamilton of people who say, you know, I call my counselor and he or she gets something done immediately. That that's something that is we like that. We yeah. want that. It's but again, in the grand scheme of things, for the big picture of the city of Hamilton, right. is it better to to have some different people that will eventually come on council? It's and it's well, again, yeah. it's it's not a it's not a shot at particular councilors per se to say they're not doing a good job. There are councilors right. who do a great job. But if you've been on there for a long, long time, it's tough to, I'm thinking, in any capacity to get you to have new, bold ideas.
2: Right. I mean, and, you know, obviously people get older and views change. And, you know, you want some new people coming up, you know, younger. Just because, you know, you've been around for a while, that doesn't necessarily mean experience. I mean, there's, there's something to be said about experience. But, you know, if you want to move forward and move in a new direction, sometimes new ideas and new blood are... That that's the way to that's the way to get it done, right?
1: I also think that it would spur a lot more people to run. Because Absolutely. Because if you are in a ward... And you want a, it
2: to be more diverse and more representative of your population.
1: But if you're in a ward who has a politi- a, a ward councillor who has been there for four or five terms mm-hmm. and name, has that name recognition, you know you're not going to win. Yeah. You know you're not going to win. Uh, there, there are three or four wards in the city right now that if people actually run against this person, they're either masochists or they're bored or they have too much money and want to get rid of some of it. There's no other explanation because they're not going to win.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's true.
1: But if that person, if those counselors who that name recognition was to disappear because they were forced out after a certain period, you would get some people to go, okay, I'll take a chance.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
1: And I think there's good people out there. There are good, there are some good counselors, but there are good people who will, uh, what's the point? What's the point?
2: Yep. And that's, and and then people say, well, and then when you talk about even voter turnout, people, what's the point? What's the point? Because it's just going to end up being the status quo. It's going to be the same old, same old. So why am I going to bother? And I don't like my choices. Well, and there's a reason why you don't have a lot of choices.
1: Is it insult? Is what we're talking about, whether it matters or not, is it insulting to the counselors to mention this? Is it insulting to them to say it would be it would be a good thing to have variety? no. no. I mean, they may say it would be because but, this is their career.
2: But I mean, yeah. But I mean, don't tell me that they're not going to have a career afterwards. I mean, and that's, I don't know. No, and and you you have you have to have thick skin in politics, right? So well, get over it. <laughs>
1: I mean, I I, I always wonder. You're here
2: to serve the 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 constituents, right? And I'm not saying oh we're your boss, but you well, know, we are. yeah. In, in essence, like, and and if the, the will of the people are this, then.
1: I always wonder, well, though, if is. politics should be a career. That, see, that's one of the points I come back to, though, is is politics supposed to be a career? Are you supposed to? There are people who are career politicians, mm-hmm. but is that what we want? Is that what what politics is designed to be? So I think the politics is supposed to be you have people who have ideas that you come in and you bring them to the public sphere and then you move on. And if you're good at what you do, you're right. If you're, if you're a good counselor... Mm-hmm. Someone's going to give you a job after cuz you can point to it and say, "Look, what a great job I did in the for public sure. sector. I can now do that for your company or in your private whatever, yeah, public whatever." I, I don't think you're going to be s- squeezed out of employment for the rest of your life. Right. Maybe not with this pay.
2: Is it really great pay? I think it's decent. N-
1: 90,000, 85,000, mm-hmm. something like that for a city councilor. They're not I mean they're not I didn't know that. They're not on food stamps. <laughs> no. No it's um it's an interesting one i i would I would love to uh, I don't expect it because it, again it was not something that was that was campaigned on, but I would love to see, yeah someone bring it forward and see what the response would be. I think what you would see is i think a lot of people would say and across the political spectrum, yeah, I'm okay with that, I'm okay with that, I think that would be do a popular so, right? thing i do yeah. I think it would be a popular thing. Because, you know, like down in the States, let's use the States because that's the one we know best, the yeah. per, the presidential. There have been some presidents that you would say, okay, let's give them a third term. But you want to know something? By the time they've gotten near the end of their second term, most presidents' popularity is beginning, uh, every right. po- every president almost, their popularity is going down. By the end of the third term, they would be running them out of office.
2: Oh, Right. Yeah, I mean, they're probably ready. They're, they've probably had enough of the themselves, well, right? Too. By the end of the second term. <laughs> but what's
1: that old saying about you know uh, about entertainers and maybe it qualifies is always just do a don't go too long. Always leave them wanting more.
2: Yeah, like Seinfeld when they left on their own, right? Like
1: Seinfeld. Yeah, yeah. if you go for another two years and it's bad, now you all you remember is how bad they were. It's Muhammad Ali. It's Muhammad Ali sticking around too long. Right. If he'd left a little bit earlier, you go. People remember.
2: You leave on top.
1: I don't, you know, sure, the president could have a third term for some presidents, but by the end, they would be so poorly thought of because mm-hmm. their ratings are generally on the downslide that.
2: And that's what happens here, mm-hmm. too, where a party is in for so long that it's like, OK, we've had enough of you. It's been 15 years. Get out. I don't care who it is as long as it's not you.
1: And what happens? And that's
2: not a great choice.
1: And and, and you're right. And so what happens every time there's been a party federally or provincially who's been in power for a long time. Yeah. What happens when the tide finally turns? It's not a little spin, it's a complete obliteration.
2: And it's not and it's never a vote for somebody else, it's a vote so they don't get back. Hundred
1: percent. 100%. So when Stephen Harper got voted out, it was a tide that swept him out. When yep. Mike Harris got voted out, it was a tide. When Bob Ray got voted out, it was a tide.
2: Kathleen Wynne. Kathleen yep. Wynne.
1: You don't have these things where people say, okay, well, you know, I'm okay, but I think I may be like a change. No, it's get them out of here. Yep.
2: Anybody but this person and this party.
1: Yep. And maybe it's time to start thinking that we should, and provincially too, that let's put term limits here. And you want to know something? Here's the other point. Doug Ford, he's been in office now for four hours, six <laughs> hours. It's not going to happen today. But if you're ever going to make these kind of decisions, you do it right off the bat in a majority right. government because that gives you loads of time for people, if it's unpopular, loads of time for people to forget about this. Right, right. And if it's popular, you can always go back to and say, look what we did.
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: You're listening to the Scott Radley Show podcast on 900 CHML. So there is a um, so there is a rapper, a, a rapper, a hip hop artist, hip-hop named Kendrick, artist Lamar. Named Kendrick, Kendrick Lamar. i with, with his work. I've heard of him.
1: Okay, and and <laughs> he had a concert. <laughs> he had a concert in, in I don't know where the concert. I don't know was where the concert was recently was in recently. Alabama. Yeah. In Alabama yeah. at the Hangout at the at music, at the music Festival in Gulf Shores, Shores Alabama. So, so he is on stage doing his thing. It was a three-day music fest, and he calls up as part of this. He brings up on the stage. With to him sing a young, with him, a white young woman. White he's, an woman. he's an African-American guy. guy. And, and and he has this young, he white has woman he he who is a big fan of, who his, knows all of, his, knows all of his lyrics. lyrics. Knows all of his calls, lyrics. Her calls her up on the stage because I guess he sees, her, 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 sees her, her, her singing along in the crowd. In the crowd. And, and puts the mic in front of her face in a particular song that he's doing. And I don't know how you... I'm sorry, I don't know if this is M-A-A-D-City or Mad City or Mad City. I'm not sure it's M-A-A-D-City. Will, do you know if it's Mad City or... Anyway, Will's not a big... Kendrick Lamar fanny either. anyway she then begins singing along with the microphone in front of this whole crowd except that in the middle of this song his lyrics include a number of n-words right well he has brought her up to sing his song and she is singing the lyrics that he has written and she includes and she says the n-word as she is singing this song
2: and now everyone's up in arms
1: And he kicked her off the stage basically and you know said that she shouldn't have said that and he said it's over and he kicked her off the stage and she was under fire now from the people in the crowd. Was that like
2: a setup? Well, that
1: certainly... Why would
2: he pick her then?
1: For that particular song. Right. And that's kind of my feeling but it comes to a bigger thing. I mean, I've always thought that if you are wanting... And we should all want. If you're wanting words to disappear from the English language, from use, Mm -hmm. the way to get them to go away is to stop using them. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Not to use them and say, yes, but I can use it and you can't use it. And here I'm looking at this and I'm thinking, this is is such a complicated issue now that you want someone to... Respect and join in and sing my song, but not all my song, because only some people can sing the lyrics. And you wonder why 10 and 11 year old boys who, or girls who listen to some of this music who otherwise would never have been exposed to this word anymore now know the word. Yeah. To me, this is, I'm with you. I thought that first this was a setup, but then. Yeah.
2: I mean, you know, and I have heard other uh, people say that, you know, I think was it. Was, was I watching an interview with Jay-Z? I can't remember, but it was about around that word. And is it okay if you use it, but not us? And he said, yeah. And I think uh, it might not have been Jay-Z, but it was an entertainer. It was a, a musician and um, <clears throat> it was an African-American one. And the And that was, and that's, and I guess that's sort of, you know, pertaining to the history and everything. And that's that's their white their their way to to in, I guess be empowering to take and the word back to take the word back. But I see what you're saying. Like she wasn't saying it to be disrespectful. She is a fan. She's enjoying the music. She's singing along. She knows all the words. That's that's what you do when you're a fan. You sing the words.
1: And so again, knowing that there was much, no
2: malice like intent.
1: It didn't it doesn't sound like it. And so knowing that a huge chunk and people can go look this up. I'm not this is absolutely true that a huge chunk of the hip hop record buying or da- download digital downloading audience is white kids. Right. If you're putting these lyrics in the song knowing who your audience is, you are basically Is the right word enticing? I don't know if the right word is enticing, but you're putting it out there for them to sing. You're inviting them to sing your your
2: song, but
1: anybody. We have played, what, eight Canadian songs over the course of the show so far coming in from breaks, and most people know most of the words to all of them. Whether you intended to learn the words, no one sits down unless you've written a song. No one, if you're listening to a song on the radio, no one says, I'm going to learn the words to that song today. You hear it enough times, the words stick in your brain. Right. It's an osmosis thing that you've just picked up those lyrics. Or
2: when you're listening to your favorite band and they would put the words before the inner before Google, they put the words in the little jacket and then you'd sit there and read them to learn it. But anyway. No,
1: but it's it's something you pick these up because you're listening to the song. Yeah. And so when I listen to a song, when I'm listening to whomever and I'm singing along, I'm not thinking anything other than, well, those are the words that come with it. Right. But I go back to this. I completely agree and understand and recognize this is not a word that we should be using in our culture. No. It's a hurtful word and I get that. And whether you, you know, what where you want to go with this is fine. it's a hurtful word and you shouldn't be using it. But right. if you don't want people to use it
2: then right.
1: Don't put it in popular culture where it's going to be reinforced into their brain all the time. Right. My dad uh who think is you know he's got a few miles on the chassis now <laughs> and thankfully very healthy and doing well, just had a birthday. Um, there's a few words over the years that he has used that were popular back when he was young that nobody you uses. Say no, no, I'm not talking yeah. about bad words. So one of the words that I always used to laugh about, because he would talk, uh, uh, once upon a time, dress pants, I guess. One of the words that could be used for dress pants was strides.
2: I was going to say slacks, but but strides, Strides, I've never heard that. I've never heard that. Yeah.
1: So why do we not know that word? Because nobody uses it, so I've never heard it. So it's not something I would ever drop into conversation. Right. If I don't know the word, I'm not going to use the word not using that word has allowed it to fall out of the conversation. It's allowed it to fall out of the vernacular. If you didn't use this word, if we just simply put this word aside, those 10 and 11 year old boys and girls who are now listening to hip hop would never have heard the N word probably because it's not otherwise in conversation.
2: I mean, you know, unless it's, it's part of, it's part of a culture, I guess, and you know, you don't want to deny things that you don't want to forget about. <clears throat> you don't want to forget history. But yeah, so then and if you still want to be able to to use those certain terms, then don't. How can, how can you then in turn get upset at somebody for, you know, liking your your art and expressing it, you know, and, and singing along to the words? Uh, that just I, sounds very like it sounds kind of like I, I mean, but I don't know why he would set somebody up. I don't know, but it just seems kind of silly.
1: It doesn't sound to me like he brought her up there simply to embarrass her. What it sounds like is that he brought her up and expected she wouldn't sing that word.
2: And then if she didn't say it, then what would have happened? If she would have just, you know, word, word, you know, She's singing it, singing it, singing it, and then just silence or whatever, and it's just him saying it.
1: Then it's almost well, then it's awkward, but that's you know. But,
2: but yeah, so then would, would would there have been a reaction had she not said the word? Because you know, had she stopped singing, I don't know. Be interesting.
1: I, obviously, um, you know, both of us sitting here are Caucasian, right? So we have our thoughts, but I again what really strikes me about this is we've got two people sitting here right now, and if you're listening at home, uh, I'm guessing many of you feel the same way. Our point is, yeah, we don't want to use this word. We hear you, and we don't want this word to be part of the vernacular because we feel it's offensive too.
2: Yep. And you know what? I have a nephew who is half African American, so I definitely don't want to hear the word either because if I heard somebody say that to my nephew there'd be another punch in the mouth happening, right? You just don't do it.
1: If you don't want the word to be used, don't use the word. And to me, it seems very simple. And I I mean, I understand that the idea that we want to reclaim this. Well, I don't know. I, I honestly don't know if this is the way to reclaim it by continuing to use it. Right. Even if it's in a different way, I I just don't know that it's being helpful, especially when you understand who your audience is. Or
2: if this is going to be the reaction to it, right? If this is going to be the follow to it, to people singing along to your your music.
1: Yeah. 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 I, I mean, because again, if people are really liking your music and listening to your music a lot. What happens? Even if you're trying not, Jen, even if you're trying not to say that word or to learn that word, it's being pumped into your brain and it will stick. Yeah. And so even if the kid, even if this woman, here's the thing, even if this woman didn't sing these lyrics out loud in front of all these people, Mm -hmm. she would have been thinking it. Right. You can't.
2: Because you're thinking about the word you're saying. You're thinking as about the word
1: you're not going to say. As you're hearing it, yeah. So it's now in her brain that she is thinking that word. Well, is that really any different from saying it if it's what you're thinking? It's the whole point is we don't want this to be... Uh, I, in existence
2: anymore. I yeah. find
1: this. I find this such a challenging thing to say, yeah, it's... I mean, ultimately, I guess if you're African-American, it's your choice... But I don't understand how your choice is that you want to keep this word going. I just don't. It's your choice whether you use it because it's about, it's a a word that that some people will apply to you, not to me. They're not going to call me this name. Right. But I don't know why you would want to keep it going. I just, I don't understand it for this. And, And honestly, I feel, and many other people have too. There's a lot of stuff that was written about this. There's a lot of people feel bad for this young woman because they're like, well, what, was she supposed to do when she got there?
2: Right, that's what you're. She, you've invited her up on stage to sing with you. So, I mean, and now is her reputation and you know tarnished forever now? Well, there's a. Uh, hopefully not. There, oh,
1: there's there's lots of video that was taken of this, and so yeah. she's all over the internet singing this song, and now you know, hopefully for her sake, and I mean. Wh- you know probably it was a poor choice to say the word and it, certainly in retrospect even though as you say, I don't think it was done in a malicious way it was singing lyrics you know we'll see does this um if she applies for a job or something else does someone right. say look you're a racist well we we're, were talking into a deeply gray area here yeah if you're if she was she used a term that is a racist term at a place where she was celebrating the music, the music of someone who was African American. Yeah,
2: and that was their lyric. It's not her words, right? She wasn't using them against somebody. Yeah, or towards anybody.
1: It's a uh, it is it is a mind bender a yeah. little bit about what this uh, what this one is all about. Anyway, uh, you can uh, read more about that. A guy's name again, Kendrick Lamar. You can read the story about it and decide for yourself. I would love to hear from you, Radley at nine hundred chmlcom If you um, if you have a thought on this one. <laughs>
0: You're listening to the Scott Radley Show podcast on 900CHML.
1: Miss America has announced they are gassing the swimsuit edition
2: of the part show. of the show. Okay,
1: they instead will have a live interactive session with the judges, where contestants will highlight their achievements and goals in life and how they will use their talents, passion, and ambition to perform the job of Miss America, and. They also will no longer in any way judge their candidates on their outward physical appearance. So, the new Miss America competition will be more inclusive to women of all shapes and sizes. The last part may be, you know, fine. A lot of people would agree with that. But what exactly does this be? Is anybody going to watch? a show where a bunch of women sit down and have a live interactive session with judges talking about their hopes and dreams?
2: I don't know. I never watched the show anyway. So, I mean, I've seen it in the past. I've seen them, but it's not on my, you know, PVR schedule.
1: I I, kind of look at this and think, uh, you either have a beauty contest or you don't. And if you're going to say that this is outgrown and we've moved past this, that society has moved on past this, uh, that's fine that right. you, I mean you can certainly make that case but it seems to me what you're doing here is I don't know what you're doing here because I don't know who is, I mean this is not even like if you were going to have Miss America Big Brother like put all the contestants in a house and do a reality <laughs> show that might be something interesting right. this to me honestly sounds like paint drying like, it, it really sounds <laughs> what are they like they're
2: gonna have the evening gown wear still n-
1: no outward appearance so
2: no, nothing. No evening gowns. No.
1: So why does any? What about a talent? Do they get to
2: do a talent still? I, well,
1: I guess. But why do people who still do? Why do you think people who watch Miss America still watch Miss oh, America? Oh, I'm sure
2: probably for that, right? Because they're beautiful women, they right? They want to see what they look like. That's the whole point of a that it's called a beauty pageant. I mean, it's beauty inside and out. I, and that's you know. and that's.
1: I mean, look, we want th- we want beautiful women inside and out.
2: Yeah. So then, why don't they? I don't, open am I up being sexist
1: by saying that? I don't no, think so. No,
2: no. So then, why why don't they open up the pageant to like I don't know what the pre- prerequisites are for when you go on go on. Well,
1: you have to qualify through your state and through local events right, and right, everything but else.
2: But are there are there uh, size qualifications? Nope, is not what I'm anymore. saying. No. Because so so what I'm saying is so then have just have everybody of all shapes and sizes.
1: And that's that to me is fine, of course but then are they uh, uh, but my point of this is simply this is that w- i don't really understand what it what it becomes if you don't if miss america has out if time has passed miss america dump it, it right. if it makes no sense anymore because we no longer are willing to say that we're judging somebody by who is the most beautiful right. which is really let's be honest that's what it has always been yeah. s- presumably anyway mm-hmm. if we're not going to do that anymore Dump it because right, what they're proposing, they're just
2: going to sit there and talk,
1: I guess. And and presume, well, I don't know, I
2: don't know. <laughs> do they do anything? They just sit and talk.
1: I don't know. But furthermore, the audience, presumably, as I say, I think maybe I'm wrong. I'd love to hear from people on this one. I think part of the lure is that these are beautiful women, these mm-hmm. are pretty people. We like looking at pretty people. Go on your TV any night, day or night and watch the political commentators, the sports, female sports commentators. My wife once made a funny line. I thought it was absolutely true. She goes, why are there no ugly women who know anything about sports? Every <laughs> woman on TV who commentates on sports in any way, shape, or form is beautiful. Yeah. Apparently, if you're beautiful, you know sports. That's the, the But we like looking at pretty people, whether but we I want to admit beauty, it or not. But I guess the
2: beauty is in the eye of the beholder, right? Who, somebody who thinks this person is beautiful, another person doesn't think that person is beautiful, right? And Seems so what, and then there's, you know, there's, the, I get, they obviously they want to try and break this, you know, unattainable mold and standard of what beauty is, right? Because beauty is all different things to different people. I,
1: I agree with that. Now on the flip side, let me play devil's advocate, is the idea of most of the things we watch people do or celebrate, whether it's music or sports or whatever else, are those things are do we not watch them because they're unattainable? I don't watch the NHL to watch guys play beer league hockey. I want to see things that I can't do. I watch the PGA you tour. See skill. I want to see the best golfers. I don't want to see guys that I can see at the local course hacking and slashing around. Right. So is it different to say, yeah, you know what? Those women are unattainable to most people, but that's okay because we're wanting to see the best we want to see the most beautiful i uh, my point of this is yeah i just don't understand what the purpose is anymore
2: right right no you make a good point
1: if we're going to
2: say that's right exactly what you said if it's society is moving away from this this is not the way this is not the the standards that we want our young my daughter you know our daughters to feel that they have to you know aspire to be then then yeah get rid of it altogether.
1: The other part of this, and you tell me because you'd be more of a, you could speak obviously for, as a female perspective, but um, is it wrong to aspire? Like if you, first of all, none of the women that I know of who have ever appeared on the Miss America pageant have ever been there at gunpoint. Mm-hmm. Not one of them has been, that I know of, has been forced into this. They have chosen to, even if you say this is a human meat market. Right. right. That you're comparing, your your chattel now. You, it, we can go to the furthest ends of this, that you are making yourself uh, subject to the whims and thoughts or whatever of men and other women. Even if that's the case, all of them have chosen to put themselves up for that kind of judging.
2: And scrutiny. And
1: scrutiny, like bodybuilders, in mm-hmm. a weird way. I mean, body, I've talked to a number of bodybuilders, and to me, that's the, that's the most devastating thing to do because you're, You are your art. You are your competition. It's not what you do. Personally, you yourself are the thing that is being judged. Right. And if you lose, people are saying you're not good enough, but they all have chosen.
2: I don't think it's about necessarily what, how that, how those contestants feel. I think it's putting it out there to the, uh, you know, average little girl or average teenage girl or even the average woman, right? I mean, not everybody looks like that. Not everybody no. can afford to, no. you know, have the personal trainer and, you know, this, that and the other thing and the hairstylist and the makeup artist and everything else. And so when you're, you know, impressionable girls see that, you know, sometimes they go to great lengths to try and look like that, you know? And I guess that's obviously the... You don't want to be putting that out there for them anymore.
1: So let me play devil's advocate one more time. And I I hear what you're saying. And I think there's something to that that Mm -hmm. says we don't want to have young girls feel less than adequate because they don't look like the person who's on the stage. You look
2: like you and you should be proud of that. And, And if you but if you want to change yourself, do it because you want to do it not because you want to look like
1: But how is that different? Person. So devil's advocate, how is that different from a young boy who's a skinny little bone rail who's 12 years old looking at a professional athlete who's ripped and jacked yeah. and um, saying I'm not good enough because I don't look like that guy and saying I I I obviously But
2: it's not different. I think that, but and, and I don't think But we don't it's... have a
1: problem with the second one. We don't tell we don't we don't seem to have a problem by saying we got to stop showing really fit, really muscly guys on TV. We, we celebrate that, but we say with the girls for some reason that, no, we can't have that person there because then you're going to be comparing. Is it because women, girls do compare themselves differently than boys? I don't know. Maybe. You
2: know And I don't know, but I do think that there are self-esteem issues that boys go through. I don't know. I, I, I'm not a little boy. I never was. But, you know, I'm sure that that does happen. And actually, I feel that it doesn't get talked about enough. I'm sure there are many boys out there that have, whether it's an eating disorder or whatever it is to try and attain to something, what if, you know, they they want to start taking human growth hormones, testosterone, right? Or steroids because or whatever, they yep. want to look like that, you know, a certain, you know, whether it's a bodybuilder, whether it's whoever they look up to. And, and it's not physically possible for some people to, to get to that.
1: It's a tricky one. I'm I'm just very puzzled by this whole Miss America thing. Only because, as I say, if it's if it's done its time, if it's if it's worked its way through, and we're now at a point where we are not inclined to have this kind of thing, then fine, just say it's done. But what yep. they're proposing sounds to me like probably the least interesting thing <laughs> in the history of television
2: well i guess they'll find out right once they do it if they do it they're gonna find you know their ratings are well and if ratings go five complete, people are watching it and then. if they
1: go completely through the floor is the subsequent thing that people are going to say is well then everybody is a sexist pig because they're not watching because there's no more bathing suits that'll be the that'll be the follow-up that to could it Could be
2: that very well could be i don't know
0: you're listening to the Scott Radley Show podcast on 900 CHML.
1: Uh, Jen Watson, thanks for doing this today. What are you up to now that you're not on 900 CHML anymore?
2: I work for a nonprofit, um, and it's a great organization. It's called Food for Kids, and we provide bags of healthy food to children um, to take home every weekend.
1: Do you not have a, a charity turn with an NHL player coming up soon? A charity? Yes, Ronaldo. Was Zach Ronaldo? Yes,
2: and so we provide these bags of healthy food. Um, to children to take home for the weekend who would literally have
1: no food to eat Excellent. or
2: little to access, little access.
1: Excellent job. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming in today. Thanks for Glad having Glad to have me. you back it on fun. here. Yes.
0: The Scott Radley Show. weekday evenings from 6 to 8 on 900 CHML.